Welcome to Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for The Walking Dead on AMC. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And tonight we're talking about Season 5, Episode 9, titled What Happened and What's Going On. That's that's a fitting title for this episode, I think. Sure. Uh, it's a fitting title for our day at Bald Moose so far. Yeah, oh, man. Last couple of days, yeah. We've had some technical issues. Sure. Still dealing with them. We got a lot of support tickets open. What happened and what's going on? Uh, what do you think of this episode, Aaron? It was, it was a, it was a pretty good episode. It felt, I, I've every once in a while I'll say that this feels like an episode from another alternate reality version of The Walking Dead, like you know if Darren uh, Bont was still helming it, or, and I felt kind of like that. That if you just viewed it in isolation and you didn't go through the horror of Slabtown and you know the the interminable governor stuff that these flashbacks and all that stuff would have been really cool. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. They gotten off the farm in the first half of season two. They got to the prison second <laughs> half. They wrapped up in season three, and this is like an end of season three. Yeah. Perfect episode. Maybe beginning of season four or so. That'd be nice. But, you know, it's it's there's lots of feedback saying essentially the same thing, but a lot of people I think are losing patience with this concept of, Oh, this guy's just not fit for this world. How can he possibly survive? He's just too good. He's too nice. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting that Bill Simmons, I listened to his podcast when I was getting ready this morning. Um, you know, he's a big fan and mm-hmm. he's kind of like, you know, mindless zombie action, hot girls. Woohoo. He said, I, you know, I, this, this whole concept of the go-to new area, think it's going to be hopeful overrun by zombies it's like how how many times more times they can do that before it gets played out yeah no i and i was worried about that uh, over the past couple of seasons uh it felt like it started to get that way in season four then he also said it's, it's kind of like you know how it's weird that they're still making this point about the people that are wanting to be nice and civilized it's like kind of equating that with weakness and not being able to survive when mm-hmm. That is the kind of people you need to rebuild the zombie pock, you know, if to, to rebuild and, and regain civilization. And are we ever going to get that point? That's something I feel like he's catching up to where we were at a season ago. So, okay, it was a good episode, but in in the overall arc, you know, and and, and also I got to say that they had to do this to Tyrese. Tyrese was becoming <laughs> an untenable character and not fun to watch. And I'm a huge Chad Coleman fan. Yeah, and I think. I think last season, last half season, we were talking about that and saying, man, I kind of, even though I don't want to lose Tyrese, kind of think they need to go that way. Yeah. Because um, the way that they're going with him is not sustainable. I'm not curious to see what Yardley and Kinte had to say about that because yeah. I I don't know if this is what they wanted to see, and <laughs> if, but but I think if this is preferable to what was going on with Tyrese um but mm. no it's a shame it's a shame you had to die because i really like the character i really like the actor but the character yeah. had run its arc sure uh yeah i i mean i like that that idea of the theme that you know they kind of been hammering for a few seasons now of of the world has changed and people have to change to it and adapt to it or they die out but it's just been hit too many times um it's and it's not even hit in different ways. It seems to always be hit in the same way, too. Right. Like, character X tries to be good, character X pays a price, move on to character Y. 
The bill character Y does the same thing. Yeah. Character Z. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm getting a little tired of it too. I mean, um, this is essentially the same uh, Dale plot that has played at least a half right. dozen times, and we're in the <laughs> we're in the back half of season five. It's time to put this, uh, you know, kind of hoary trope to, to rest. In my opinion, it's, yeah, it's fine. As like, I'm still not. I'm still not bored with like Rick wrestling what it means to be a good guy in this world mm-hmm. because it's so far outside the definition of what we'd call being a good guy in, you know, uh, a Western style democracy with the rule of law and effect. Sure. Yeah. But I, I don't mind that. And, and even seeing Glenn, who's like one of the goodest of the good guys, you know, after going through the governor, after going through the disappointment of DC, after losing Beth, which they're going to just assume that. <laughs> That they Maggie laid, took care of. They that, laid yeah. the pro- proper uh, oh my God. groundwork for that to be emotionally resonant. But yeah, that's so. Yeah, but I so gotta say, keep... it's better than I expected. Much Way better. better than expected. And and I like the art that was on the screen. Yeah, it's it strikes me a lot like the Lori thing did. Um, yeah. When she went out, like we hated that character. Sure, we had a fucking fiesta when she died. But at the same time, it was a gut punch and. Yeah. Same thing happened here with Tyrese. I I kind of wanted him to go, but at the same time, it was tough to watch. Well, it's like I said on the instant cast or preview, I couldn't remember, but the beginnings of things and ends of things are easy to write, and it's easy to come yeah. up with, I want this guy to exit in a very satisfying manner. I'm going to give him some of these speeches, and I know Chad Coleman's going to do this with the material, and I can see him saying this. I'm going to write these scenes. It's a lot harder to figure out what that arc is going to be and, and plot it out and have yeah. it, like, check off all those points. So, again, uh, Tyrese's death in isolation is a great moment, just like Lori Grimes' death in isolation is a great moment. Uh-huh. But she's a terrible character. And yeah. I believe Tyrese is a terrible character <laughs> on the show. I feel like maybe part of the problem is they keep bringing in so many new groups of survivors to this core group. Uh, not much of the core group is left. There are, like, two or three of sure. them. Sure. We got Rick, Carl. And Glenn. That's uh, and it, Carol. I think. Don't forget Carol. And Carol, yeah, she's still hanging around out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Morgan, so, so it's Mor- like Morgan, Morgan is off in the woods. And, Don't forget about me. <laughs> yeah, and he'll be in the show five months later. Uh, <laughs> Maybe. So it seems like I, I wish that these char- these new characters would learn those lessons before they get to our group. Yeah, like the, the world has taught them that already, and if not, they're dead. Like Tyrese. like it was refreshing to see Abraham and Rosita. Uh, yes, sure, they're bringing along the dead weight, which is Eugene. Uh huh. But it was cool to see characters come in that were good and that uh-huh. were also full-fledged zombie wrecking machines. Yeah, already knew how to take care of themselves because if not, they'd be dead. That's exactly. Every Gabriel s- was such a stretch because of that very reason, right? The, I mean, kind of in the same vein as the governor's slam piece with uh, Tara's mm. sister that had the beef jerky truck. <laughs> that that happened to be didn't realize that a headshot was the thing that they, they yeah needed. like it's it's going to be harder and harder to explain like eugene you know he's being shepherded by a couple badasses yeah fine. um but it's going to be harder to see that going forward yeah all right i we we talked so much about this we, stuff up front and um, writer director uh it's scott gimple greg nicotero okay um so that we get that out of the way all right if you don't uh, recognize their names, then I don't know what to do for you. Then you just started watching uh, Welcome to the Walking Dead. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, let's get into the recap, yeah? Sure. All right, we start off with them, the group digging a grave. There's some kind of weird montage 
uh, going on here. They're talking about Virginia. They're finding cars. They're driving down the 221. Uh, photos. There's raspberry jam being spilled on pictures of log uh-huh. cabins. Yeah, and we're not really meant to know what's going on here, I think. What I is... mean, we're meant to get a couple of details out of this. A, they're burying somebody who we think is Beth yep. at that time. Yep. If we B, they are moving on. Yep. They're headed toward Virginia. But we also had some weird flashbacks to Lizzie and Mika, which made me grip the armchair like knuckle white. <laughs> uh, do you... And, and we got treated to some uh, creepy zombie stuck in car. Like, the the way they did that is is very cool. Yeah. What did you think of this montage? Because I said after I first saw it, I'm not sure I liked how they tease some of these more dreamlike hallucinatory hallucinatory how do you say that hallucinatory i think hallucinatory yeah hallucinatory <laughs> uh images up front i and i still kind really? of feel okay. i still kind of feel like this was a very odd way to open up the mid the mid season it was tricky it was a little deceptive um the music i was think good. it worked when at the end you have that kind of aha moment i think it worked well enough for me okay uh, realizing hey it's not beth it's tyrese the whole okay. time that was fine. I sure. didn't have a big problem with it. Sure. I actually like a good chunk of this episode. Sure. Uh, I, I agree. Okay. Uh, they're they're going to outside Richmond, Virginia, which is, I don't know the name of this place. They don't really say. It's some suburb. It's something manor or estates. There was a sign. Yeah, Kirkstone up. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, I won't go too much Deer into Creek Landing. the exact imagery here, but, you know, people have already seen it. So they've traveled 500 miles. We have no idea how much time has elapsed, which yep. there's a couple of interesting fan theories in the feedback. One person... I know how much time has elapsed. They talked about it on Talking Dead. Oh, well, Greg, Greg, thank fucking God. Right. Thank God. Thank God there's a show <laughs> That after explains the show, yeah. That explains what, we, what, what they <laughs> wanted us to know by watching the show. That's brilliant. Yeah. Stay yeah. tuned for the podcast. After this podcast, it's, we'll explain everything we got wrong and how we're really right. AMC's patented second show experience. Sure. Not a bad idea. I just think that that's getting, like, a little ridiculous. It is. Like, it either is. it's important for us to know, and we need to know it, or it's not important to know, and arguably it's a spoiler. Like, what the fuck? Huh. Yeah, I, I'm not super happy with that either. Anyway, it's been a couple of weeks, uh-huh. so... Not too long. All right, so that's about what we said. We said, any, yeah. I believe, anywhere from a matter of days to two to three weeks. So yep. we're there. Um, they've made it 500 miles. Mm-hmm. And I got from Carol's talk that the 500 miles have not been easy because they mentioned yeah. like they're only five miles out. Which, by the way, how the hell did Noah... Rick asks, how far are we out? Noah like leans over and looks at Tyrese's crotch <laughs> and he says, about five miles what did, did 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 they have a, does he have a tom tom in his lap yeah yeah gps garmin yeah. what mm-hmm. i what the fuck yeah he asked siri and it was it was all good uh, <laughs> about 5 miles so i think what he's doing is counting the miles on the odometer and but saying, he's from this area it'd be like if we're 5 yeah. minutes from our neighborhood and i ask you you're sure. keeping track of the mileage the f- <laughs> no i wouldn't be you can guide us through the forest approach, but you have no idea, like, you recognize the streets around you. Uh, yeah. Uh, you're right. That's weird. Um, anyway, the, Tyrese tells the story of his dad kind of forcing him to listen to news radio, even though that was not his thing, and he didn't really understand it at the time. You listen to NPR, son. It's good for you. You have to pay the high cost of living. Eat them green vegetables. Yep. Take the Robitussin. We learned another important fact. Noah has a couple twin brothers. 
Yep. Uh, if we didn't get it here, we certainly got it later in the episode. Sure. Um, I was just questioning this entire time as they're driving and they, they've made it 500 miles. What the hell, man? I thought there was a giant herd of walkers. And I know you're not as on board as I am on this theory, but or on this being a problem. But I'm like, what the fuck? They didn't even address the fact that, oh, yeah, we got to make it around the walkers. Abraham didn't say anything about the walkers. Sure. Glenn didn't say anything about the walkers. Yeah, I wonder, because you have a much bigger zombie boner than I do. Yeah. Um, I could easily go through a, uh, an episode of The Walking Dead, a two or three episode stretch, and not see a walker, so long as everything else was making sense uh-huh. and, and not miss it, where I think there's a lot of fans, and you included, to be restless. So I... Tr- I see what you're saying about them being a bit of a cock tease with this this herd, but I didn't honestly until you said that I it didn't didn't phase me one bit. Really? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that was just strange to me. Whatever. Um, we we made the joke about uh, Glenn uh, on the instant cast, Glenn shattering a CD. Mm-hmm. Uh, I speculated that that might might have been a Beth CD uh-huh. or an Emily Kenny CD specifically. Yep. Because it was from the backside, so it could have been anything. I just oh, think yeah. it would be super funny if that's exactly what it was. <laughs> uh, I did like the fact that Rick bothered to approach this thing with caution, because Noah is yeah. like, even though he somehow survived 500 miles from Richmond to Georgia to get supplies, or I forget what they were doing that far away. Yeah, so he's with his dad. I'm envisioning his dad being the badass. Yeah. And him just kind of being the tag, tag along. along. He's the Eugene mm-hmm. in the group. So once his dad is dead, he's got to go to the hospital and get... Uh, he's kind of helpless without them. and So Noah being the Richmond's Eugene actually makes a lot of sense <laughs> in the context of this episode. I'm going to hold on to that thought. Okay. But I did like the Rick's like, yeah, whatever. We're still going to you know, try to stage things where you keep a low profile and approach on, with caution. Like That's, that's yeah. all good. Those things you should do. I really like how much this group has grown in their tactics. I mean, especially when Rick showcases his... Uh, scouting abilities in this yeah. scene and then his kind of defensive capabilities or or his mind for defense later on when he's talking yeah. with Michonne saying this place isn't defensible. Sure. Uh, I really like that part of, yeah. the, of this show. No, I do too. I like And the it. way the group has grown into that. If uh, Daryl were here, he would uh, suggested making a bonfire of bodies, you know, a good half mile out. Yep. Yep. What color would the smoke be? <laughs> well, we, uh, if Carol wasn't there, could we even tell? No, we couldn't. It's gray. Uh, it's a more white or black. Oh, man. And then sure. what does that fire do to Carol's character? That's the bigger question. <sighs> uh, anyway, so, yeah, they, they get really close to their destination. Rick has them pull over and go on foot. And they head toward uh, Noah's home. What's another? I love the, uh, you know, wire-wrapped trees. That's yeah. like a really f- effective and simple zombie skirmisher. Yep. Uh, totally. Give me more of this. I like it. What's with Noah getting cut on this thing? I don't know. It just seemed totally random. Did you notice, like, everyone got a bleeding forehead along the way? Like, the governor had a big... I mean, I thought that was supposed to be a bullet wound, like, representing his death wound, because, you know, uh, Mika had one, and uh, Trucker Hat Asshole, uh, Judith Strangler had a big gaping gash where Sasha cut him up, and I thought maybe this was a death memento, but nothing ever came of it. No, Noah's still alive and well. Um, do you think he's going to get an infection? If so, does that make <laughs> Noah one of the most spectacularly useless yeah. go-nowhere characters in the history of The Walking Dead? Season 5B and 6 are going to be all about tetanus. Mm. It's going to be just tetanus extravaganza, lockjaw, the whole nine yards. Sure. And I'm <laughs> thinking, 
you know, Noah, I think this, I might be stealing something from the feedbackers. So I'll, I'll uh, I, I, I'm thinking I'm having a false memory of me thinking this, but we'll, we'll wait and see what happens in the feedback. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, they get to the gate and Glenn takes a look over. It's destroyed. The town is gone. Basically, uh, walkers everywhere. Everything's burnt. Noah runs inside. He sees the carnage and he loses his shit. Yeah, he, he falls does. to the ground. Can't even move. Uh, and then Michonne gets to killing as Rick tries to comfort Noah a little bit. Did you notice the graffiti in the background? Mm, yes, I did. What does it say? Wolves not far mm-hmm. or not far. Yeah, I'm curious what that means. Uh, there's some speculation in the uh, uh, feedback. So is it spoilery I, or not? Uh, no. Okay. No, no one has any inside information. So I'm going to take people's theories just as they are. Okay. Um, I my theory, non-spoiler, is that this is some kind of gang that maybe even had done done this. Like Named obviously, wolves. obviously, somebody came through and hacked up those bodies and stuffed those torsos in a truck, and they're the wolves. It's it's the pack from Red Dawn. They've 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 <laughs> <laughs> the werewolves. The t- Tim Timberwolves. That was werewolves. It's in werewolves. Red Dawn. I okay. thought so. Right. But uh, you know they got in a fight with the jets and the sharks or whatever the fuck they are. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. <laughs> and and they won. Patrick Swayze is going to come uh, swinging in next episode. Mm. A CG Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. Love it. <laughs> I think the gate should have said "Don't open dead inside." Frankly. <laughs> uh, anyway. Sure. Uh, they scavenge for some supplies as Rick and Glenn kind of talk about this new world, and Glenn is not uh, too happy with it. He's 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 being changed by it, certainly. Because uh, Rick wanted to just, you know, kill Dawn for the sake of killing her, but then he's like, oh, well, you know, I'm too good for that. That's not what we need to do. Mm-hmm. And Glenn says, eh, well, I, that's kind of what I want to do now. Right. Yeah, they're so. both basically talking about the erosion of their humanity. Yeah, and Michonne sitting back there as someone who had her humanity eroded almost to the breaking point on at least two occasions. Uh huh. She's like, you know, I think it's a ne- another scene, but she's like, uh uh-uh, uh, you guys don't want to go there. Uh huh. Um, Rick said that ultimately the reason they came and the reason they held out hope was because Beth wanted to get uh, Noah here. So arguably, Noah's responsible for the death of Beth mm-hmm. uh, and Tyrese. Mm-hmm. And who else died? Uh, Dawn. Sure. No one yeah. cares about Dawn. No, no. So no, that's not not bad work. Be responsible for three deaths and approximately that many episodes you've been featured on. Sure. And now he's that Tyrese one one. isn't around to take care of Judith, he's probably going to get her killed too. Well, so. I'm. You know, it's either that or Full House Zombie Edition. Yeah. So I know which I know which outcome I'm rooting for. Sure. I mean, we already saw the twins this episode, so, so maybe sorry, they're little, going for sorry, it. Sorry, little ass kicker. <laughs> uh, Noah's still crying in the road, and Tyrese comes up and tries to comfort him by basically recounting his losses and how he saved Judith and that saying, you know, this is not the end. He hands him the, the hammer. He's like, now what you're going to want to do is find yourself a huge wall of zombies. And just throw <laughs> yourself in the middle of it. Uh-huh. Fight your way out. If you live, you live. If you die, you die. <laughs> Sure. So Noah gets up uh, and takes off running after that advice, and Tyrese <laughs> follows. And we don't really know where he's going, but we, we have Ty- a pretty Tyrese, good not a fast man. No. Tyrese cannot keep up with a man with a broken ankle. He, he's a big man. He is. He's, yeah. yeah he's it's hard to move that much mass. Not much of a natural sprinter. No. More dangerous over the long run. 
<laughs> probably probably not. <laughs> no, I doubt I doubt that. <laughs> anyway, Glenn tells Rick that, you know, he's changed his mind about being a nice guy. Uh things are bad. You can be out there too long. We kinda already talked about this um previously. And he grabs a baseball bat, which he uses later in the episode to kill some zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Noah gets to his house. Everyone inside is dead. Um, unfortunately for Tyrese, one of his brothers has become a walker. And Tyrese zones out. The walker sneaks up, bites him. Then Noah comes in, kills his brother, and runs off to get help. Uh, so... <sighs> you have some problems with the, the framing of this stuff, right? I, I think we figured it out. Because I'm like, okay... There's a, there, yeah, there, there, this is the kind of the crux of some of the silly stuff, The Walking Dead. Uh, they made a big point that he's got twin boys. Yeah. Uh, Tyrese then sees that there are twins on the wall, and they shoot this as if it's like he's coming to the slow realization that there's another person in the house he needs to be watchful for. And oh, he realizes really? it just, mm-hmm. I felt like a second too late, and he turns around and the yeah. kid bites him. But... They under like that all work would work fine with me, except for as he's walking down the hallway, he can see that there's a door shut with zombie feet kind of scraping around in there. Yeah, and then it looks like that those ch- those kids share a joint bathroom. It's like one of those yep. things where they got double doors, walk through bathroom. Yeah. So why the stressing? Why make it a point that Noah has a twin brothers? Why make it to where he's having the too slow realization that there are twins and he needs to worry about someone else? Why show the scene that like any any one of those are fine, but all together it kind of doesn't make sense. And then hmm. then Noah comes running in and grabs one of his brother's model airplanes and stabs him in the head to death with it. Pretty cool. And then has this kind of really bad community theater like, oh my god, what have I done? I does he? Yes, it's silly. I thought he was like looking at Tyrese going, "Oh no, I got to get this guy some help." And then he runs off. For no, help. no, hell no. So he I, had this I reaction of, "I killed my brother, and I killed him with my model airplane, and this is a ridiculous thing to happen anyway." Mm, I just maybe. that yeah. this part of the episode it didn't work for me. So I think you're misreading Tyrese here. I don't think Tyrese is having a realization that there are two of these kids because he knows that already. I think he is. He is affected by seeing them alive, by seeing how okay. happy they were, by seeing that they they were just these normal kids, and now then, look at them. Then he turns his back on an active zombie yes, for that no was good reason. There's yeah, plenty- and he zones out, and he doesn't realize it's behind him, and that was stupid, for sure. And he paid the price for that. I mean, it's beyond the pale stupid. Yeah, like I don't think Rick comes in that room and gets mesmerized by the idea that there were kids. That I don't think here t- I mean, that's the thing. Like, gets eaten. I get the Tyrese because Tyrese is who he is. I get the Tyrese is soft, and that's the yeah. problem that he can't survive in the world. But he's not real. I, I don't know. I mean, there's a difference between have being a morally good person and rejection to wanting killing and just being a fool. Yeah, and he is really threatening in many occasions to cross the fool event horizon that you just don't escape from. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you there. He made a really bad choice there. So, uh, I, I, why do you think they chose to have him go out like that? Like the rest of the episode, I'm not going to have much to complain about because I thought it was excellent. But again, one of my common complaints is some of the situations I find the characters in don't make sense. It's like I we need them to be in the situation, so we're going to stage something that. You know, might have on paper looked okay, but when we actually shot it, it just I don't know, it didn't work for me. Yeah, 
Yeah, the, I thought it was silly. I thought it was super silly. Okay, I can see that. I, I think uh, I, I don't think it was as silly as you do, but whatever. Uh, anyway, we then get some hallucination from Tyrese. He's uh, hearing a radio playing a news program on a shelf there. He sees a whole bunch of people from his past, Martin, Bob, the governor, Lizzie and Mika. And then he gets attacked by another walker and bit again. Which I thought was cool. I did. I love the way they cut from the governor to that zombie. Yeah. That was really awesome because the governor was kind of representative of this world. And then sure. Boom. Here comes a zombie. Sure. Uh, this is the new world motherfucker. Look I thought out. that was a really choice cut. That was nice. Yeah. And the way it's so seamless, too, right? Like, yeah. that and the, when uh, Lizzie and Mika are holding his hand and it changes to Rick. Yeah. I thought both of those cuts were really good. <laughs> cuts. <laughs> uh, so, uh, I, if I was going to critique it, um, I think to make this to go make this go from good to great, Tyrese's uh, second burst of life should have resulted in saving someone. Because as he was giving a pep talk, you know, again, we're talking about the themes are building up here. Paying the price. Yes. The high cost of living. Uh, he kept on living even though he wanted to die because Karen was a soulmate, yada, 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 whatever. <laughs> uh, and that was ultimately justified in his mind because Judith survived and he was there to take care of her. That's inarguable. If Tyrese wasn't yeah. alive, she would have died in the prison. I'm yeah. almost, it's almost a certainty. Uh, uh, yes. But then his the, the dueling phantoms he has in his head are kind of undercutting that argument, which is good. Um but what I like, what I'd like to see is his yeah. second burst of survival, sacrificing his arm again to bash the zombie's head. If he could have saved Noah, so so uh, that would have been validated his worldview somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that would have been a better way to handle that. Or uh, as I talked in Instant Cast, if we had a, the Aaron Ralston, 128 days later, if he had to cut his own arm off. Uh, in a, in a doomed attempt to Salem, but it's like I'm going to go. I'm going all in on this. Or even if if it had, if 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 that had succeeded, and that became like uh, you know, now we got one arm Tyrese who is the perfect synthesis of you know, old world and new world. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 kind of like a, a a Dale with an edge, or a Herschel with more of an edge, or a Herschel's just fine. I think Herschel was a great character, but. For whatever reason, they just decided to make it. This is felt like a, almost like a clip episode, like old school. Like, <laughs> a you little know, bit, yeah, yeah. Like uh, where's with gonna, so many characters returning. I mean, I know it's not exactly like that. No, it's way better than one of those. But but that <laughs> it did have that feel, like you know when Riker got stabbed by the fanged root on Star Trek, and it's like okay, uh-huh. we're gonna we're gonna have five minutes of live action, and the rest is gonna be the greatest hits because he's got a fever, and why not? Or Picard's getting his light torture or something. Yeah, something like that. It's a clip show. Yeah. But it could have been more, right? Like, do you do you feel like... Uh, yeah, I feel like they, that was maybe a slightly missed opportunity there um, for him to kind of prove to the world that people like him are not useless. Sure. Uh, that people like him help preserve other people like him. And there is uh, a point to fight and keep living, because at the end, I, I kind of got the... Unex- and maybe this is the point that Kirkman really wants to make, is that everyone's fucked. Yes, that that's definitely what the episode is saying. Like, with Tyrese dying this episode, uh-huh. the show is making a statement. That Bob this before, world, like, if you're optimistic, you got that, then you're fucked. Yeah, Lizzie, who was, you know, thinking the zombies are all nice, she's dead now. Yeah. Uh, she took her sister out with her. That's rough stuff. Yeah. Uh, I think they do a fairly good job of that at the end when uh, Tyrese is like, I'm 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 not gonna give up. This is not the end. Uh, 
he talks about Carol and how he was, you know, the, the governor's saying, oh, you sat across from that woman and she killed your family and you let her live. Sure. And he's saying that created an opportunity. Yeah, you're dead. Uh, forgiving you're... her sure. gave Carol the future to save more people and save their entire group. She sure. came back and saved all of them. So yep. Tyrese doing that was actually a huge boon for that group and saved them all. You're right. You're right. So he kind of just throws that in the governor's face, in the world's face. So your argument is that he already kind of did that by saving Judith and by sparing Carol, who which essentially saved yeah. the entire group, that this is just a, you know, a, this a, kind a of wrapping just, that all up in a bow. Yeah, yeah, at the very end there. Okay. I, I think they could have done more with that zombie attacking him the second time. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, it kind of felt like, okay, what's the point of this? He's already dead. Right. He's already been bit. Right. But I don't know. Anyway, um, so what do you think about the stuff that's happening on this radio? Because I, I think we have slightly different opinions on that. Uh, or or maybe not different, just... I got a lot of people feedback and thinking, I think this was a literal radio transmission um, and that... And and I don't know, or maybe they weren't arguing that, but uh, and I synthesized this into like you know what I usually do to first person wrote in about it. Uh-huh. But to me, this is him remembering a particularly gruesome news for, uh, show from the pre-fall, like mm-hmm. something that happened in like Rwanda or um, you know South America or some during some kind of coup. Uh-huh. And you know, talked about you know people being macheted to death, which is something that the Ricks group did. Yep. Talking about people resorting to cannibalism, which is something Gareth's group Terminus, did. Yep. And then some stuff to sound like so it's kind of and like setting fires, which is something that happened here. Yeah, like now instead of this being a thousands of miles away, this is your life. And yeah, um, it was just that it, this wasn't. I don't know that it's foreshadowing because again, everything that this newscaster. Uh, the Ira Flato was talking about, we've actually seen on the show before. And it's You're consistent right. with the imagery of flashing back to Woodbury, flashing back to the prison, flashing back to uh, the the church and, and Terminus. So I feel like yeah. it's this is all bookending and looking back. It's not necessarily looking forward. I think you're right. Um, I wonder if it, can, if it might not also turn out to be a little bit of foreshadowing. Because like the wolves not far thing... Uh, seeing these bodies of walkers, the chopped wolves in half. not far is for sure foreshadowing. Y- yeah, definitely. Uh, these bodies are definitely foreshadowing of something. Well, people uh, are saying that that's group. that's another cannibalism because people like leave the torso and chop off all the arms and legs. But we saw a lot of arms and legs. This yeah, they didn't need them. No, I I didn't get that either. Um, no, I thought one cool possibility because we know that the new spinoff is going to take place in in or around Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Is what if this was a radio broadcast? that's going to kind of hint about what we're going to see there. Oh, LA is a coastal area. Yeah, yeah. It could be like, you know, government largely has already fallen, but there's pockets of humanity and there's still some, you know, underground radio or, you know, um, mm-hmm. uh, reporters without borders or whatever the hell they'd be <laughs> at this point, you know, and yeah. so, some of this is going to tie into events we see in that. Yeah. That would be kind that of interesting cool. to me, but I just expect to see a lot more hipsters in that show. There's a lot more. <laughs> Eugene can't be the only one in that show. There's there's not a un, there's not a un, there's not a small amount of hipsters in Georgia, in Atlanta anyway. I've been to Atlanta. You know, you're right. You're right. There are some hipsters. in There's Atlanta. some scenes in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, all right. I think that's all I want to talk about in that scene. Although I I got to say, th- this 
so I was watching the Talking Dead, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you know that those two kids, the two brothers, is actually one kid? I d- it's yeah, just one person that they shot twice. I, and put because into I was going to say this when uh, Tyrese was looking at the images, I thought a couple of them looked very poorly composited. Ah, yeah. So that's the deal there. Okay. <laughs> so couldn't uh, find couldn't find two twin kids, huh? I I guess not. I don't know. It, then you got to pay I, two I think actors. What they said is like they liked him so much that they had to bring him in, even though he wasn't a twin. I heard that the final season of Mad Men and Better Call Saul soaked up all the budget, so <laughs> they couldn't afford two actors. They just did one and photoshopped it. That's what I heard. Hmm. All right. Um, I, I don't wa- know how Sony not having budget would affect <laughs> AMC, but okay, whatever. I don't either. But that, that, I'm just talking season two, Walking Dead, old 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 school complaints, old gotcha. school bitching. Yeah, uh, I did think you had some cool uh, things you noted in the bedroom scene. There was oh, like yeah. that little zombie toy on his brother's on nightstand. nightstand, and there was like ter- uh, candles that looked like from Terminus, and there uh-huh. was like a guitar hero that might have suggested Beth to him. And like we were speculating on like if you went around the room and looked at like all the little toys and decorations, mm-hmm. um, and that looked you know the framed picture that looked an awful lot like the cabin that he shacked up with Carolyn. Yeah, well that sounded <laughs> that sounded more awesome than I meant for it to sound. Um, but it would be cool to like go through and see like what all those things were real, what all those things he was incorporating into his hallucinations. Yeah, like look at the scene before he gets bitten, yeah, and then after he gets bitten. I wonder if there are any differences. I didn't go back and look at those. <laughs> It'd be funny if you with. <laughs> I'm seeing this like highlights for children's style, like the empty room. Yeah. And then totally. the room with Beth sitting. It's like Circle sitting, the differences. The, the, yeah, the Beth sitting on the thing. Circle the differences. There's the blonde girl <laughs> and two more blonde girls. And yep. Here's that yep. black dude from The Wire. He's got a military jacket Guy on. Guy with the eye patch. Yep. Yep. Uh, all right. Let's move on. Michonne makes a case to Rick that they should stay here in this town. Uh, Rick says, This is not secure at all, Michonne. You're crazy. Michelle won't let it go, and then she takes Rick over to the gate to try to show him something. But, oh, there's a field of torso-less legs and arms and kind of disproves her own point here. Well, so the the case for this place is weak. Yes. But she then makes a case for D.C., which I thought was strong. She like, does, and Rick agrees. Like, I, I like that. Yeah, like, like Eugene might be a dumbass, mm-hmm. but he is not a complete idiot. Sure. And he's maybe book smart, more book smart than all of us. So if he thought there was something in DC, which that's that makes perfect sense. Yeah. If there's going to be anything surviving, it's either going to be one of those fucking nuclear bunkers in South Dakota, Utah, or some shit. Yeah. Montana, something like that, or it's going to be in Washington DC. Definitely. Uh, and I, you know, Rick acknowledges that, and he is he's ready to go there. Um. I'm I'm a little worried about Michonne here. She's she's getting tired of just making it. She is starting to express kind of similar things to what Tyrese was expressing yeah. to what Glenn has kind of given up uh-huh. in this episode. I'm 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 worried for her a little bit. <laughs> um, she might be softening. The world might be wearing her down. I I got to the that point where she can't survive. Um, I don't know. This felt a little bit of a uh, and a, a touching on the I don't mind because it's been a while of her kind of like psychotic break. Oh, yeah. After she lost a group and she started like, well, I'm just going to run with a pack of walkers again. Uh-huh. And like her kind of like desperate and panic that every time she starts feeling that humanity slipping, it's like brings out the wild animal. Like she gets wild eyed and she starts being shouty. And so I thought that was a piece of her character that like she's starting to feel 
like you could even see when she had to use her sword to dispatch, like she's really the weight of this is really getting to her. So I didn't mind yeah. that so much. No, I didn't mind it. Okay. I, I'm just saying I'm I'm worried that if she follows a similar path to Tyrese, she will end up like Tyrese. <laughs> I just hope she doesn't. Uh, well, if so, Gimple keeps following the path that the Walking Dead's on, we'll end up with the Walking Dead. None of us wants that. <laughs> I don't know. Some of it's okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, so Noah, we go back to Noah. He's somehow damn it, stuck Noah. under a piece of wood grating, being attacked by walkers. He's uh, Steve Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> like as to... soon as Rick pulled him underneath from underneath that porch st- studio, he's like, "Oh, did I do that?" Yeah, I mean, he, I was waiting for him to have toilet paper stuck to his shoe. <laughs> like he is a fucking useless. Yep, he gets the group's attention. They rescue him, and he tells them Tyrese is bit, and they all run off to help him. Uh, I really, really like how Michonne tries to take this Walker's head off, but there's rebar in the way. The the rebar zombie was clutch. She is she's shocked by it. She doesn't even know. She flounders for a second. Well, you know, she's like, when, I expected that head to be gone. When when all you got is a samurai sword, the whole world looks like heads ready to be chopped <laughs> off, and and uh, you can yep. see that she. Uh, I, I you know it's funny because it did really throw her, but she spent a good portion of the season without her sword. So I thought maybe she would be a little less re- reliant on it. But no, I, I like yeah. that. That was cool. Yep. Agreed. We get a bunch more montage shots, uh, this time with Beth singing over it. No, bullshit, Beth. I watched Glenn crush your CD. The music <laughs> is dead on this show. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Two musical solos by Take you. Take your guitar. Get Both of them. Out. The Guitar Hero 1, 2. Get it out of here. Yes. Yes. And 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 your rock band shit too. Get your shitty drum kit out of here. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Good day, sir. Uh, Tyrese Ma'am. is hearing and seeing more people from his past uh, in his hallucinations. Some are telling him it's okay now. Others are saying that he's not cut out for this world. And there's a big uh, internal struggle going on here with with Tyrese. Yeah, both for his uh, his bloodlines there, his veins and arteries are being fought over. <laughs> Uh, and he's, it seemed to me like he's trying to force of will this thing not to kill him. Yeah. Which, like, again, I, I, I Which wonder, just doesn't work. I wonder how the human drama had been if he had cut his own arm off. I super love yeah. the sudden flash to darkness and the governor standing in front of. Oh, yeah. These, the projectors. like, Ray Finkel laces out style projector <laughs> scenes. It, so I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I did too. Like, uh, just, and, and just the forcefulness he comes out with that you you have to pay the price or what, yeah, what did you say? Been, uh, like the, he he could have been a really good governor. Yeah, but yeah, nothing wrong with David Morrissey. They did He's not fantastic. have they did not have the because sh- I I gave him a lot of shit and I but and and they didn't have their shit together with that character. But man, yeah, uh, that scene kind of made me think of like what this could have been if they tightened that up and and gotten a little focused on it. Yeah, like I said, I'm I'm loving a lot of this episode. Mm. Um, and, and what Martin says to him here, I mean, we've talked about this theme already, but this is kind of an important piece. Being part of it is being, is being now. So you, Mm. if you want to exist in this world, you have to let it change you and you have to become what it wants you to be. Otherwise you're not going to be in it. That's, that's just a huge part of the theme for Tyrese. You have to know which parts you have to let go and which parts you have that are, that are important. Yeah. And I think that's what's always been cool about Rick's group is that they can descend to just savagery and butcher people with machetes, mm-hmm. but then they can come back and be very charitable and compassionate and kind. Um, 
you know, the world needs more and the world needs Rick Grimes in his group, like uh, Abraham said. And, and I, some of this stuff I think is, is, is pretty cool. Yeah. Like I you yeah. said, a lot of this episode I really liked, and I like the fact that they really went all out on the production and the imagery. And I think that stuff is all good. Yeah. A lot of people don't like it. A lot of people, you know, just want walking dead to be what walking dead has been. Who doesn't, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, I've seen I, a I lot think, of people on the internet just saying, you know, hated this episode. Where's my Walking Dead? That kind of sure. thing. Sure. I mean, I I guess, and I can see that if this show, uh, you know, has passed the point of no return for you, how this just is stupid. Like, yeah, you know, if you gave up in season two on the farm, you're trying to get Sopranos on us. You're trying to get <laughs> Mad Men on us with these 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 references and stuff. But yeah. I always appreciate when someone tries to make stuff look pretty and meaningful and have and, and be deeper. Uh, I you know yeah. it's it's uh, I think Shane said on the forums like you know in any given half season there's always one that you just kind of knock out of the park and you yep. think damn yeah damn. Why don't they just do that all the time? Like, <laughs> what is the easy. what is the problem? I'm sure it's not easy. I get it's not yeah. easy, but the yeah. Well, you know, this is this is an old saw for us. We're starting to go in circles. We're stuck on the yeah. farm on this podcast because I'm going to say all again. Right. Where's Carl? Carl got out again. The amount of money that this show makes, little boys should not be able to sneak out of upstairs windows of farmhouses. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, the group comes in. They chop off Tyrese's arm as he's he's kind of hallucinating there, and it turns into Rick holding his arm. Uh, they chop it off. They Another rush him. really, really great cut. Yep. Well, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Uh, they rush him back toward the car walls. There are some more montages going on in Tyrese's head. Uh, they load him in. They, they try to take off, but they spill Walker torsos all over the car. Uh, Rick somehow loses traction on the leaves and then gains traction on what i can i mean there must have been just really dry pavement underneath those leaves yeah no uh just like super grippy uh i don't know because he he, accelerates from zero to 20 in like three feet in the middle of this forest clearing and this slams into this corpse mobile yeah which yes i don't feel like you know one of the many failings of the show is they clearly don't understand vehicular physics exhibit (laughs) a was the truck Flipping Greg over. Luganus job that we saw it do last season. Exhibit yeah. B is this, whatever this is, um, uh, out yeah. there. But mm-hmm. I really like this. The sound design on this episode is really good. Bear, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Bear McCreary's minor chords and you know mournful music undercut with like you know Emily Kinney's kind of sweet singing of whatever that so- what was that song? I don't know. I don't um, know what those songs were. But I. I thought that was all good, and it you know made me feel more emotion than I should have probably in some of these scenes. Yeah. Uh, so I talked about this in the instant cast. I don't like that Rick misses at this distance. Um, I did. I thought it was on cool. this walker. Do you? Re- I mean, I think even you could make this shot very, very easily. Eh, it's a moving walker. The, the walker is two feet away. I'm I mean, trying not to shoot Tyrese because he's in my field of fire. She's in my field of fire. It's like it's really six linear inches from the shoulder wound to the eventual head wound. Yeah, but that means you have to move like at that range. And you also it's got not you also got Andrew Lincoln slightly. weird limp wristed downward southern style gangster way. He's holding his gun like uh, yeah. I just don't buy that at two feet, Rick's misses anything. I don't buy that uh, a three fifty seven Magnum generates zero recall at all. But <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of lot of problems I have with that. But no, I, I actually thought sure. it's. I kind of think it's cool every once in a while when they're not just auto aiming zombie killing bots. 
I do too, but this was not the place for it. All right. If 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 he was like fifteen feet away from the walker, yeah. I might be able to buy it. But I mean, he literally would have had to move his arm by six inches to miss that shot mm. at that range. That's, that's for a trained officer. I can't imagine. I can't imagine it. All right. Uh, what I did think was cool was the effect work there. Sure, and uh, I think that's why the missed shot because they really yeah. wanted to get the exploding the head. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was that was pretty gruesome and pretty awesome. Um, they're driving down the road. Tyrese is listening to the radio. He says, "Turn it off." And then all his uh, friendly hallucinations are telling him it's better now. Then he dies. He I pulled, was they cool. pulled him then out of the car. Ti- he's finally tired of paying paying the bill, paying the high cost of living. He's ready to to, to turn it off. He yeah, he has paid that bill several times over. I and think. Chad Coleman is killing it. Yeah, like I. I talked on Instant Cast when he's talking about that. You know, my dad used to strap me in the car, make me listen to NPR, and it's like yeah. some of this stuff was just patent nonsense. But he's so good that it was working. And then his his extended death, I thought, was a probably better ending than the Tyrese character deserved. Honestly, definitely. I really like this when they did and it. He with... gave it, you know, like he made this character who's fundamentally silly and weak, very dignified in death. Yes, I I do agree with that. Uh, I, you know what? I liked it when they did this with Jim back in season two, but he was a character we didn't care nearly as sure, much about. Exactly. Uh, so and when he they did it too. here, it worked doubly well. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. my 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 adoptive father. Yep. He uh, he killed it, and then was killed himself. <laughs> and I thought this scene of them it didn't make a lot of sense them dragging Tyrese out of the car uh-huh. and like oh fuck what are we gonna do? But the faraway shot of them kind of crowned on the hill of the of the road was really, really pretty. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the burial scene was was really good. I, though, I... 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 Hmm. I don't know if this group lets Father Gabriel do that sermon, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I kind of feel like they're all, like, you know, over religion at this point. That's kind of, like, where they were at. And he... What has he done that's gotten into their good graces where they're like, can you give it, can can you do this big showy, I don't know, maybe you got a preacher there, so what the hell? Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I, I mean, we do see, you know, at the end of the last half season, Morgan kind of uh, putting food and stuff and trinkets on the altar when he goes into the... Morgan, I buy because Morgan's fucking batshit crazy. <laughs> Morgan, I buy. What do you say? What do you say? Morgan, I buy because he's got this like kind of Santeria type offerings to, yes. and then lighting the candles. Like I, uh-huh. I get that he's just like you know it's all stew in the pot for him. But you think this group is he's, just he's, that's all been phased out? Yeah, he worships the Almighty Clear now. But I don't. I don't even. <laughs> I, I said when we first found Father Gabriel mm-hmm. and how they treated him and how they the the respect or lack thereof that they showed god and like you know even maggie like this is just four walls yeah and after what happened to herschel like you gotta think that's gonna have maggie asking some questions herschel was very religious yeah to just have this like you know but there again you know you got a preacher there why not why not sure kind of try to recapture and are you really gonna stop him like let him do his thing you know like why did he stop stop him if he found it (laughs) offensive he's like shut the fuck up this is bullshit right you're right. This is bullshit. Yeah, I can dig another one of these holes. If God wants to say the words, he can come down and say it himself. <laughs> yeah, and that's the end of the episode. They they just bury Tyrese there. They put the hat on the grave marker. Yep. I like that. The beanie. Mm-hmm. Do you think they, got, they, they let Chad Coleman keep the beanie? 
I hope did, so. Or did he get it? went up uh, for auction. It's on screen. It's on yeah, screen bid right now. There you, go. you can go buy it. Only $42,000. What did we just see? It was, oh, they they auctioned off Richard Harrow's yes. half tin mask for like $14,000. A whole bunch of Boardwalk Empire stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was like super excited. And then I saw the price at the time when I saw it was like $6,700. Yeah. Like, no fucking way. That's worth more than my car. <laughs> but, I almost thought about buying like a. A uh, liquor crate or something that we could keep. How in much the were studio. the liquor crates? Like a hundred twenty-five. They were pretty cheap because there were a lot of them. Obviously, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. that would have been re- that would have been cool. Yeah. Now I kind of regret. Oh well, we'll wait. We'll you know what, go to eBay. I'm sure they're wait up there twenty now. years in eBay and I can get the hero mask for like fifty bucks probably. Yep. Nobody, nobody. When 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 TV is obsolete, nobody cares about it anymore. Sure. Uh, so let's do some pimping. Uh, we had a big announcement that we were really looking forward to talking about on today's podcast, but mm-hmm. unfortunately, we have been beset by a bunch of unforeseen technical difficulties here with our feeds, and we've been wrestling them. Yeah, and we didn't didn't have a chance as a result to get all the f- switches flipped to do the new hotness. So uh, the good news is, if you've ever been curious about how you can support Bald Move, you can always get the latest uh, and greatest information by going to support dot baldmove.com mm-hmm. uh, amazon.com is a great way uh, you can straight up donate and give us cash there's a lot of different options amazon.baldmove.com amazon.baldmove.com yeah. excuse me and amazon.com is just going to give money to bezos don't want that all the money no we we need yeah. we need the, the the pay the copper price mm-hmm. uh but i think that uh, the other thing we started to do is you know and a lot of our research and our surveys have shown that the vast majority of people listen to these podcasts like I listen to podcasts on my cell phone. Yeah, and uh, our show notes have been always kind of a mess. Not like a, a big mess, wall of text. But it's and... a big wall of text, and there's some funny stuff. And then at the bottom, I give a bunch of like in a conversational term how you can contact us and support us. We're changing mm-hmm. that around. So if you uh, are listening and you want to support us, you can actually uh, uh, more immediately access those links at the top of the show notes and get right to it. Yeah, and all the links are there. It'll take you right to our support page and, and take you right to Amazon. Because we're independent to, podcasters. Uh, we don't got the AMC bucks. We don't got the Sony No, that is the dollars. only way we make money. This you know? is, you guys, and, and you know, we don't have ads very often in the conventional sense uh, because, again, we're independent and that shit's hard to get, yo. Uh, <laughs> so you guys are the ones that make the magic happen. Yeah. Uh, go to support.ballmove.com if you're so inclined and yep. uh, help uh, see how you can help us out. And if not, Thank you very much for listening. Okay. Why don't we get into some feedback then? Uh, sure. Uh, Adam M. Uh, calling you out, Jim. He goes, so Bring who it. writes your intro music? Time to start pimping that band again. Uh, never heard of them. <laughs> I don't know who they <laughs> we are. just ripped it off. We found it on the Pirate Bay. <laughs> no, it's uh, my brother's band called Mysteriana. Uh, you can find them at mysterianamusic.com. And they've got that song up there uh, in its entirety. It's like, you know, three and a half minutes long and... Uh, it's pretty cool. I like it. We might have a like battle of bands because my girlfriend's brother is also in a professional band. They're actually ter- getting ready to do a European tour. Oh, yeah? Um, and they just did a cover of The Walking Dead post on Facebook. It's oh, pretty my rockin'. God. It's pretty rocking. We'll use one for the intro, one for the outro. We'll play one through ch- the right channel, one through the left channel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like Beth and Bear McCreary battling it out. <laughs> Give it like a flange effect. Uh-huh. Throw in some uh, melancholy music. Uh, so there you go, Daniel. There's your plug. Uh, Jake from Tallahassee said, I wrote in several times last year complaining about Tyrese being a self-righteous pussy that constantly put the group in danger. Wouldn't you know it? They kill him off in an awesome fashion in the premiere. 
When the trucker hat hillbilly said, "If it weren't such a, if you weren't such a bitch, things could have been different," I stood up and cheered. I'm pretty sure you have to pay the bill as code for the writers fixing their mistakes, but I'm glad they nipped that Tyree shit in the bud. A great way to start the season. I agree. Totally agree. All the above. Uh, what do you think about the uh, writers having to pay the butcher's bill? <laughs> I think I think you know Gimple has been paying back the bill that Mazzara racked up for a uh, while he's, now. He's he's he's, he's racking up his, his own, own line of credit. Let's I know let's be he's frank. put a couple of drinks on his own tab, but yeah, yeah, he had a lot of of bill to pay down. Go home. Gimple, you're drunk. <laughs> Patience B said, OMG, Noah is the most useful, useless piece of crap yet. More so than Father What's-His-Face Gilliam. Maybe he would have applied mm. pressure to the stump and acted like he gave a shit about Tyrese dying in the car next to him. Every scene Noah was in made me hate him more and more. Tyrese was a salvageable <laughs> character. Noah is Tara 2.0. Wow. Well, when you line it all up like that, I don't know that I can argue. Um, Chris S. said, poor Tyrese, victim of the transitive property of Walking Dead black guys that states that no two main characters may be black guys at any one time. Yeah. Gotta stop you right there because there's the uncomfortable fact that we've had three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, survive perfectly coexisting for like the better half of a season and a half now. He qualifies that quite a bit by saying main characters. Well, what the hell does that even mean? Exactly. Is Gabriel it's, a main it's character? It's a nebulous qualification at best. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what the definition of main is. Uh, he does bring up a good point. Uh, what's the deal with no other uh people uh around? Carol wouldn't be at Tyrese's funeral. This felt like three episode and a three episodes type of episode. How the hell did Beth work two songs in the season opener? Who's her agent? He is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, a dead character gets two two songs promoting their music career in the premiere of a season they're not even in. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Um, the only thing is that, uh, they had to let, uh, Steven Yun, uh, crush her CD. That's, that yeah. was the negotiation. Mm-hmm. Matthew Chicago said, uh, point number one, the show went 5.5 seasons, 59 episodes, approximately 200 and wait, 2,600 minutes without any character stepping one foot outside Georgia. And yet within the first five minutes of this episode, there are four States away. Yeah. Kind of a big jump. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Uh, 500 miles. They haven't moved more than 60 in the entirety of this show. Well, they've walked 500 miles. They're going to have to walk 500 more. <laughs> I guess so. All I know. Tyrese fell short. Number two, unless I missed them, it didn't look like Abraham or Zeta or Eugene were present at Tyrese's funeral or present with the group when they were scavenging for supplies and cars. Does that mean there was some sort of schism in the group between Beth's death and the start of the journey towards Virginia? No, I think what happened is Rick is just smart. He takes his badasses, scouts ahead, leaves a, a badass or two behind to protect the weak, and doesn't get them in any trouble that way. Well, uh, Matt from Chicago says, point one and point two lead me to number three, which is my big prediction. Number three, the rest of, or at least a decent portion of this season, will take place in the past. The next episode will probably start with a rehash of what went down tonight, and maybe... Rick will tell the rest of the group that he decided to head towards Washington. Then there will be some sort of one-week-earlier transition, and it will pick up from the point of the group exiting the hospital. There's a lot of context missing from the series' timeline. What happened in an aftermath of the hospital? How is Rick able to convince the group to abandon everything they had known to head off to a stronghold that may or may not exist? How'd they get through a herd of walkers? Why does Gabriel, who had been surviving on his own for so long, decide to leave behind his church in his neighborhood to follow people he had literally met days before? Where are Abraham and, comp- and company? How did he get past the walker herd? 
So what See, do you think of this theory that we flash forward about two or three weeks and now we're going to flash backwards and fill in the gaps? I think that, that could definitely definitely happen. Excuse me. And it's it goes along with Gimple's uh, pathological need to not tell a chronological story. Sure. It seems like that's what they set out to do for at least the first half of season five. They've potentially set it up to be the full season five uh, with these time jumps. I am I am almost 100 percent sure, though, that the group is not split up. Because, A, they're talking to Carol on a radio. Those things don't have a huge range. She said, we've gone 500 miles. I hope this is easier. Uh, when they're on their way back with Tyrese, he says, get Carl and Sasha out of there. They don't need to see this. Like, sure. There are clearly people following them in another car. And I think they just did it for budgetary reasons. Just left them out of it. If they're going to have a bottle episode, Jim. Uh, it's a no, no, it's just, a I'm it's a two you. liter episode. It's a big <laughs> fucking bottle, but it's a bottle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, I think that's that's very clear in the episode. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I could see that happening because again, that's Gimple's deal. Like, I feel like every day after he comes, long day of writing the writers' room, he comes home, puts on his favorite Quentin Tarantino movie, and just jerks off. <laughs> uh. But uh-huh. yeah, um, I, and I hope it works better than it has in seasons past. If that's where we're going, yeah, me too. Uh, one last thing, uh, uh, Matt from Chicago says with regards to the half zombies, I was thinking had something to do with the wolves are close. Uh, that was spray painted on the wall in Noah's village previews. For, whoa, wait, that sh- we gotta we gotta save that for a oh section. boy, yeah, a little bit of dry pie there. Yeah, I do want to talk a little bit Matt about from Chicago next week on The Walking Dead. Okay, in the spoiler section, sure. John M. said, totally love tonight's episode. It felt a little cliche at points. I agree. But I appreciated the return of the cameos and was incredibly moved by Tyrese's oh-so-human struggle against the inevitable. I just wish I could get over the nagging feeling that a favorite character and actor of mine is off the show just because a vocal minority were unsatisfied with his arc and literally said he should die. Hmm. They don't care about the fans that much. Uh, I know he got a lot of screen time last season, but just because critics didn't like his approach to post-apocalypse, does that mean his voice should be ripped from all discussions? I, for one, really enjoyed the fact that someone suggested non-lethal approaches, such as not murdering a bunch of former police in the dead of night. Is it possible that this is why the big T got done? Were the writers just giving the bloodthirsty masses what they wanted? For once, I'm actually wishing the actor acted or asked for too much money. R.I.P. Big T. What do you think? Is there anything... Truth... That he got written out because the fans got tired of his approach. I don't think it's impossible that that happened. I think, you know, they could have people watching the forums and watching Reddit. I know they watching, do. Yeah. I know they'd have people this, I, that I've, I and that's know. Got, that, that's got to affect you, right? If someone is telling you, hey, here's all the ways in which you're fucking up. And a lot of people were telling you that. I think that's got to influence your writing at least a little bit. Yeah, that's the dangerous thing in the internet age, you know? You yeah. read your own press and, you know, you overreact to both the good and the bad, and it can lead to questionable creative choices. I don't feel like that's it. I feel like that what else were you going to do? There's two ways you could take this. You could take uh, Tyrese having some sort of revelation that puts him firmly on the kind of badass protector path. Or you're writing him out of the show because a character like this, mm-hmm. I believe, cannot exist. And that show has made a very good point of like the Dales yeah. and the Jackies and the Herschels and the governor, the Tara's sisters mm-hmm. of the world just can't cut it. 
Yeah, it's amazing. The The world itself is really the only consistent character, right? Yeah. It is consistently just shit on these people this world whenever they try to do anything good. Yeah. Uh, Pop writes in and says, there was a very compelling, uh, this was a very compelling storytelling device, an ebb and flow between the slipping out of life and being present in death. However, it was sadly cashed in on a benign character with a weak development and soft background story. This could have been brilliant. An entire episode of done for, say, Rick or Michonne, characters with complex character development and rich storylines with sins to atone for. Rick facing Shane and Depp, making peace with Lori and Herschel, perhaps even Daryl and Carol. Michonne meet, meeting with her husband, son, Andrea, or the governor. Deep possibilities here. Tyrese hooked up for Karen for a week or two, and we are to believe that relationship held a deep, lifelong meaning of love and commitment. Maybe so, but this is a TV show, and I did not buy it. Hmm. Uh, what do you think of that? That this is such a brilliant piece of craft, and they wasted it on a kind of one-dimensional character like Tyrese. As long as it's not the only thing they have in their arsenal. Can I'm you okay imagine that, if you know? this was like Michonne? Oh. oh. Like this this episode kicks up a few notches you throw mm-hmm. there. or Again, I, I think that his key is sins to atone for. What the fuck did Tyrese have to atone for? Like, Rick has done some morally questionable things. Tyrese has put himself in reckless danger a time or two. And I guess it's hard to defend he how he did the he deal with Martin. He didn't kill Martin, yeah. and, he, then and, lied, and he lied about it. Then lied to the group about it. So that, I guess... That's big. But That's nothing big. like butchering a room full of people with machetes or no. <laughs> no, telling no, people no. in cold blood that Rick has done time and time again. Yeah, the, Tyrese's things were more like... His not adapting to this world affected a lot of people in a lot of ways, some of them good, some of them bad. Uh, ha- like That's why half the group here is saying, like, you have a bill to pay. Yeah. And half of them are saying it's okay now. It's better. William I. said, I had a big problem with the travel seating arrangements displayed. In short, <laughs> why was Glenn not in the same car as Maggie consoling her? Because he's a badass, apparently. And I guess the show is saying Maggie is not. I don't buy that, but... We are likely about a week from where her sister was killed, and with the huge critiques of the show regarding how Maggie seems to have forgotten she had a sister, and the producers alluding that all these critiques will be satisfactorily explained, I call bullshit. Yeah. I say Daryl or Carol are in that front car at taking Glenn's place, and we can easily say Glenn is helping Maggie through this trying time. Yeah. Daryl or Carol could fill in those plot points needed during the episode in place of Glenn. I think Carol would have been fantastic, although yeah. she was in the hospital just a week ago. But <laughs> it doesn't matter. She got out of that wheelchair, does no problem. It suck that Carol was not there for his funeral. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I don't, I don't know why Glenn is not with Maggie. That seems like a shocking oversight. Maybe he's tired of her shit. In like, the, look, in the two weeks. Look, you didn't talk about your goddamn sister for a year and a half. I don't want to hear it. And now I, I can't go out with my friends because she died. <laughs> Get over it. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I'm going out with the dudes, man. And yes, I consider Michonne a dude. Uh, so anyway, he continues. However, we got Maggie in a place where it's no big deal that her and Glenn are separated during seating rotations. Obviously not needing a support, even though the producers say she's been traumatized by not knowing if her sister was alive and then dealing with her death. This could be forgiven if we go with the flashback route that I think Matt yeah. in Chicago was talking about. And Maggie is dead at this point. 
<laughs> no, Maggie Maggie uh, swallowed a bag of cement and got hard. Ah. Uh, but yeah, that that I didn't notice it, but we had several people. This was the first of many wrote in about that. I'm like, yeah, that she was shattered. Yep. And you're her soulmate, man. <laughs> Good job, Glenn. Good job. Yeah. Boyfriend of the year. Yep. Or fiance, husband. Something like that. They're like yeah. zombie apocalypse married. It's not recognized in every state, but you know. Yeah. See what the Supreme Court says. Anthony P says, where he actually wrote this, he wrote an incredible thesis that because of time and, and uh, editorial decisions, I can't read all, but he talks about the where we've been throughout the seasons and where we're at now and what his fears and concerns and hopes are the show are. He says, where does Walking Dead go from here? This show has a problem. It doesn't have a great quote-unquote story engine. Story engines are nothing new to TV development. They're... Uh, they are, as they sound, they're plot generators. They're most obvious in procedurals, cop shows, doctor shows, lawyer shows, and that these shows have a built-in story engine that gives the writers new material every week. Every week, a new client walks through the door, or a new patient is admitted, or a new death has happened, and it drives that story. The best procedurals weave these weekly stories into larger serialized arcs. In shows where the main focus is a central serialized story, really good story engines do two key things. One... They provide good B and C stories for episodes, which are particularly helpful in masking the fact that the A story hasn't progressed too much. And two, they reveal something about the characters, particularly the protagonist. They would rarely be explored in the A story. Here are some great story engines. Lost, the weekly flashbacks, give you greater insight into characters and a break from the island, which could have become tiresome setting on its own, much like the zombie hell is becoming for The Walking Dead. The West Wing had the White House problem of the week. Breaking Bad... This one might surprise you because the story engine is less obvious. I think the main story in Breaking Bad was Walt's personal family life and story engine was the meth business. It drove new challenges each episode and each season, whereas his personal life was the one constant that was endlessly thrown into chaos by the events driven by the story engine, his meth empire. The Walking Dead doesn't really have a story engine. The only one they've seemingly tried to develop is a character of the week, one where certain characters get their chance to spew their philosophy on life once a week. For example... Daryl and Carol get an episode, then Beth gets an episode, then Abraham gets an episode, then Tyrese gets an episode. The only problem is they're almost focusing solely on these characters when they do. How many times did we have to go back to Tyrese arguing with his demons? The point is made after the first couple of delusions, then they just kept at it for the rest of the episode. Other shows, like The 100, which is a surprisingly good show no one is watching, will often jump between three and four different plots every week, and it's successful in keeping each of them moving forward without feeling overly complex. With The Walking Dead, we have to sit through mostly one plot every week that isn't rich enough to sustain 43 minutes. In the end, these self-contained plots become redundant both thematically and dramatically. My thought is that this feels like a mathematical proof of what we've been saying, <laughs> which they take the A yeah. plot, the B plot, and the C plot, and instead of interleaving them, they spin them all off. Like, there wasn't nothing wrong necessarily with Slabtown, but when you get two fucking weeks of Slabtown, you start thinking... What the hell? What the hell? Andrew yeah. Lincoln still has top billing, right? Mm -hmm. I, I like I like this that this that their store their story engine is like a one banger and it needs to be a three and four banger. Yeah, and it feels like if I were to try to say, okay, well maybe there's another partial story engine in here, which is you know them on the road meeting new groups of people. Well, we get tired of that too. Like we've kind of you know we've we've seen that pattern over and over again. You yeah. know, go to location, try to hole up. Group comes in and takes it away from you. Just like Bill Simmons said. Yeah. How many uh, times can we see that before that gets 
boring. What's, yeah, I would almost say that that's their story engine, but yeah, it becomes redundant. It yeah. becomes what's the next much. evolution? Uh, so and what happens when they have a spinoff where it's the same fucking engine burning the same fuel? I don't feel like I can talk too much about this outside of the spoiler section, okay? Because I do kind of know a little bit about what's potentially coming up. All right, well then let's put a pin in it. Okay. Um, but yeah, that that's a great observation. I I really like that. Uh, yeah, thanks for that, Anthony. Uh, moving on to GQ said, uh, I knew Tyrese was dead when he walks by a dead animal on the road. Then you see the grandfather clock at the beginning of the episode indicating the time's up. Yeah. Note that one of the first things they show after the bite, another clock. The time was up for Tyrese. Mm-hmm. How did a grandfather clock get in the middle of the fucking road? I wonder if that's not a hallucination. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of Tyrese's. It's way before he's bit, though. I don't know that. I, I don't know that I would go that far. Well, you know, his, halluc- but you're right. That's his hallucinations place. are also Tarantino-esque. They just go back and forth in mm. time, and who the hell knows where they begin and where they end. Yeah. You know, what if uh, what if at the end of The Walking Dead, Chad Coleman as Tyrese, like, startles awake in a car. He's been driving, and he hit the rumble steps, and this has all just been something that he... He he dreamed of in the three second micro sleep on the road while he was listening to NPR. Yeah, headed headed to his job. Uh, None of the zombie working, apocalypse working happened. at a boxing gym for underprivileged youth. This <laughs> is actually Baltimore. a wire spinoff. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Indeed. Okay, <laughs> I was making a joke, but that would be kind of awesome at the end. <laughs> oh God. Uh, <laughs> the biggest fuck you of all time. <laughs> uh, there, you know, that's how St. Elsewhere ended, man. Yeah. 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 Like, I kind of crazy. feel fortunate to be born in the generation where all the horse shit, like Dallas and St. Elsewhere. Yeah. You, that's unacceptable. You now. have, have, yeah. Like, no, people will lynch you if you try that shit now. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> moving on to Chatham H. He says, or she says, I have, after a finished episode, I realized that this person, this season will be very strange for people binge watching. One episode, Beth dies. Then the very next, we lose Tyrese. Any thoughts on this? This is a rough... Like, if you're Netflix binging, you've had a rough ride the last five episodes. Yeah. Bob, dead. Beth, dead. Tyrese, dead. I don't know if you care about all of them, but at least two out of three, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If if you're Sasha, you've had a rough road, too. But but you're right. The the binge-watching thing is going to be rough in the middle of this season. Well, and, like, I think it... At this point, I don't know who is safe on this show other than Rick and Carl. Yeah. They have put the fear of God into me that anyone can die at any time. Like, Oh, yeah. I really believe that. The whole that. you know, finale, I guess it's expected at finale, but it could just be, it could be episode three, it could be episode one, who the hell knows? Yeah. Uh, the other thing I was going to say about that, that story engine thing is it's also especially rough when you have a show without a good story engine that is 16 episodes a season. Like this is one Mm. of the longest shows running on television right now. Yeah. Like they don't hardly do in real, like serious award-winning dramas. They don't do 24 anymore. It's now like 13 is the standard, right? This does more than that. And it doesn't have as solid of a basis for it. Yeah. That makes it tough. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. They do churn through more because of AMC's greed. They churn through more material and character stuff than the average show. It's kind of like, yeah, um, I was reading an article about the fucking Patriots and how they've effectively 
played a year and a half more football than everybody else in the NFL because they've had so many postseasons and so many deep runs in the playoffs. And it's like <laughs> when you're looking at the records, you got to kind of take that into account how much more mileage is on the tires. So uh-huh. that uh, that's something. Uh, I think my point was that Gimple's balls are deflated. Uh, Brian T. from Stockton, <laughs> California said, I've been thinking of the people who appeared in Tyrese's hallucinations and dreams and was trying to figure it out if there were any similarities between all of them. They all had some kind of impact on Tyrese's life, but I don't know if that's the only reason. The only thing I realized is that everyone in this dream was killed by a girl slash woman. Mika was killed by Lizzie. Lizzie was killed by Carol. The governor was killed by Michonne and then finished off by Lily. Trucker hat dude was continuously stabbed by Sasha. She, some, stay, some say she's still in there stabbing him right now. Yep. And Beth was killed by Dawn. The only one not killed by a woman was Bob. Well, there's your problem, Brian. You had a solid theory, but Bob was not. Well, was he bit by a, a waterlogged woman, Walker? Hmm. The triple W? It's hard to tell with the waterlogged ones. You got to lift their skirt to really find out. <laughs> and even then. Yeah, who knows? Even then, a scrote and a labia are labia. are <laughs> Look surprisingly similar. Sure, yeah. sure. When sure, if the twig has uh, fallen off the branch, then God, you, there's no way. There's no way to tell. <laughs> it's like trying to sex a chicken. You just uh-huh. don't, you have to dissect them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I he wants to know what we think of this theory. Well, you shot it in the foot. You shot it. You, you yeah. shot it in the foot, and then cut the foot off and ate the foot on a barbecue. That's what I think, Brian. <laughs> uh, he also asked, why didn't Tyrese's girlfriend Karen appear in any of his dreams? Uh, I saw on Reddit that apparently she's on another network television show, ah, and that... so a good solid story based reason for that. Yeah, sure, I um, like it. But yeah, that that did seem like man, you couldn't get her to do a pickup. Yeah, like you couldn't have her green screen. And I mean, I saw the shit you were doing with Noah's twin. That was <laughs> jank. Like you couldn't get me some jank, Karen. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, because uh, it does undercut the love of his life angle. Mm-hmm. Rachel A. from Seabus, Ohio, said Tyrese, patron saint of children, got taken out by a child because he was distracted by pictures of said child. I feel like there's hmm. something to this. This is this is the crazy listener theory section of the feedback. Okay. I'm, I'm on board so far. All right. I'm intrigued. All right. But honestly, it was such a dumb way to die that I don't care to chase my tail around in circles <laughs> trying to figure out the symbolism. So just God you damn get, it. get onto her bandwagon, mm-hmm. she flips it over She and kills the theory. So just as they, she makes it into a full-fledged theory, she kills it. Sim- kind of like the characters in the show. <laughs> <laughs> she gimbled you. Damn the it. central thesis of this show revealed itself in the episode. Children are the real threat on The Walking Dead. Wasn't it that the opening oh, shot I of agree. the pilot... Rick versus Zombie Child, it's been there all along. I fully suspect Judith will be the undoing of this group. Carl shot his mom, so he's the man down, immune to this theory. But kids on The Walking Dead should be avoided at all costs. Totally agree. Couldn't be happier about that. That says that has Zombie be written all over it. Zombie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat W. Uh, has a problem. When they were taking Tyrese to the car to get them in the other car with the cauterizer, why didn't they just have the car with the cauterizer meet them at the front gates? Wouldn't it have been easier than carrying a guy through the woods? But then we would have missed a big payoff with the zombie torsos. They could have had that planned ahead of time, but this group is terrible discussing Plan B. For example, while at the prison, one of the principal counselors of Grand Poobahs had their monthly dinner meetings. They didn't say, hey, if we have to bug out of here, we'll take all the cars and buses we've lined up and drive them to Piggly Wiggly three miles away. Mm-hmm. If you can't get there, go to the Walmart ten miles away. But then, get, then again, they'd have to read a map to get there. But I keep reminding myself, it's a TV show, not a documentary. 
Uh, that's a good point because Rick went through the torturous wooded path. Yeah. To get to, to, to avoid surprises. He could have easily told Carol, meet us at the gates and just drug him out there and not had to do all that shit. Yeah. They know there are no surprises there. Yeah. Well, you know, Noah probably didn't have to get trapped on a front porch either by two <laughs> zombies, but this is what we're dealing with. Logan C said, I heard Jim sort of griping about Rick and company. Griping. You're always griping, Jim. When? Bypassing a Walker horde and how Gimple should have done something yes. about that subplot. But in the same breath, for years, you guys have complained about the pace of the show and that it gets bogged down. You're not alone. I think most friends, whoops, fans and critics of The Walking Dead get bored with the group staying in the same location time after time. Granted, this isn't necessarily a location the group has been, but it's connected to the church in that period of the show. This was sort of a Game of Thronesian move on Gimple's part. We didn't have to sit for two episodes watching the group get through the horde and then another two listening to the bitch about what to do next. Rather, they took two minutes to tell you what was happening and they moved on. They sped it up and went into next significant location without wasting any time doing so. I enjoyed the jump and getting to that point in a narrative rather than sifting through a month's worth of bullshit as the group sat with their thumbs up their asses. If we're going to complain, okay. If we're going right. to complain about the show being too slow, then don't complain when they're trying to be active and get somewhere new. Called you out, Jim. All right, called you out. So we have always said that we don't like when they they sit in one location. Sure, I agree with that. That's bullshit. We've also said we like when they're on the road. It seems like they get into uh, more varied circumstances and more varied problems along the road. Sure. The herd seems like a significant problem that would be interesting to see them deal with. We don't yada yada through the herd. That's the thing. You I, yada yada through 13 episodes of the farm. You can yada yada through driving. I'm fine with that. I don't want to see them drive 500 miles in a shitty pickup truck with Beth singing on the intercom the whole time. Mm-hmm. I do want to see how the fuck they dealt with that gigantic obstacle in front of them. Yeah, they do that all the time on The Walking Dead or on Game of Thrones to save money. We're gearing up for this massive battle against the Wildings. We're going to fade to black, and then we're going to open up the next episode from black with the sounds of battle and then the aftermath. Uh, Suck it. Okay, yeah, Like, if you're lucky, you'll get one really awesome battle a season. So, yeah. Yeah, I, so maybe they're getting a little Games of Thrones in, just not in the way we really want Maybe. I, like, okay, I mean, that just personally to me is a very fascinating thing, like how they're going to deal with these massive amounts of walkers, because we haven't seen anything like that in this show. Sure. And like we said earlier, it's starting to get a little repetitive, so new things like that are always welcome, and they just they just completely ignored it. I hope they go back with flashbacks and deal with that horde, uh, that herd in some way. I agree. We okay. need to see some horde on horde action. Yeah. Rick on horde action, whatever. Uh, Louis O said, I watched this show faithfully and I'm constantly left thinking, why does Kirkman want to deviate so much from the comics? Oh, you're on, you're, you're preaching yep. to, to the choir. I understand he wants to create a new experience, but maybe he should realize his original material is what fra- bought, brought fans on board. It would be like GRRM changing up Game of Thrones just because the only events, well, uh, Yeah. I don't want to say something snarky about him, you know, letting the show leapfrog him, but (laughs) uh, the only events or deaths that I felt was done close uh, to the material was replacing Herschel and Tyrese. Herschel Mm. in the show was, in my opinion, what Tyrese was in the comics. And his death, he was an old white man with a fluffy (laughs) white beard. Sure. (laughs) And his death at the hands of the governor was just as hurtful as Tyrese's was. 
Andrea is probably one of the greatest female characters in the comics, and in the show she was written like a crotch-grabbing dumbass. It just seems obvious that Kirkman is trying to replace characters in order to add suspense or make things different. Is that really necessary? Answer, no. It's fucking annoying. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's I like, agree. He's not making new shit up. It's the remix mode. Yeah. It's the Mickey Ficky remix at 9 p.m., on hot 96.3 <laughs> and i think he needs to either completely change it up and go to classic rock or maybe your favorite uh, alternative from the 90s but this is not working for me man what i mean game get of T- thrones dj paul bunyan or whoever to fuck out of here i get him away from the mixer sliders <laughs> either right. make up some new content or like yeah i i don't understand it because i've seen basically one for one shit go on in game of thrones right no one has a problem with that because it is a compelling story to begin with yeah i mean it's like you know 0.9 to 1 but sure yes it's not entirely exactly the same but the when big they, when changes are happen, all exactly it's, it's the same because they're trying to streamline material and make it more suitable for television yeah they're they're fixing it for the format it's in I don't know why they don't do that with The Walking Dead. Because everything I've heard about The Walking Dead, it's not like they're backing off because they can't show some of this stuff on TV. They've shown damn near everything. There's some stuff. There's some stuff, like some of the shit that the governor got up to, I don't think you can film and put on basic cable. Sure, you can't film it, but you could definitely imply it. You could definitely tell that story. Yeah. Uh, Just don't show it on screen. Sure. Uh, It's like, I'm going to take this situation and put this character into it. I'm going to take this character and give him this person's death. And I'm going to... I, do, I don't get it either because it's not a surprise to us comic book readers. And as I've said no. before, us comic book readers are a minuscule portion of the viewing audience. Yeah. Like less than 1%. Mm-hmm. So that's a stupid – now, if Kirkman's bored, I can understand that. But, you know, this is like a child's book where you, you flip through and you put a different head on a different animal's body and select different feet. <laughs> uh-huh. Like you're not an artist, man. You're not inventing new animals, okay? <laughs> so like if – I don't see how that can scratch his creative. I don't get Kirkman, man. Every time I read an interview with him, it's infuriating. Yeah. It is completely infuriating. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm i not, you know, uh, a very well-known creator like he is. I don't know the pressures that he's under. I don't know the feeling he has toward his original work. But something is just not making him happy about it. Hmm. And he's so he's changing it up. I don't know. Uh, so that's it for the non-spoilers. We got a, a little bit of spoiler action after the musical jump. Uh, if you'd like to give us more feedback, we can do. You can do so at watchingdeadatbaldmove.com. Uh, get on our forums and forums.baldmove.com uh, and on facebook.com/baldmove, or you can tweet uh, some snarky 140 character tweets at Jim mm-hmm. at baldmove. All right, that's it. That's it. Okay, we we will see everybody who wants to be there in the spoiler section. Everybody who doesn't, we'll see you next week, right after the episode. Until then, I'm Jim, and I'm Aaron. See you. We're back with the spoiler section. What do we have this week? Connor O'B said, first off, Glenn picking up that baseball bat. I can't recall the show ever <laughs> being great with foreshadowing, but there could be a first time for everything, right? Um, 
Yes. They are teasing Glenn getting the shit beat out of him with the baseball bat hard. If you recall mm-hmm. the season opener in Terminus, Glenn was this close to getting brained by a baseball bat and his throat slit. He picks up a baseball bat and and one of the most heavy-handed inserts I've ever seen. I now I I I thought for sure they're going to, you know, Kirkman remix this away and that we're going to get, you know, Daryl sprains bashed in or maybe somebody else's, but it seems like he's either fucking with us comic book fans mm-hmm. or they're they're shadowing it really hard, really hard, like you know, super shadowing. Yeah, no, I I feel like he's fucking with us. Ink black. You so, so you don't think it's yeah. going to be No. I think it's going to be another time where they do the wind up with no pitch. Hmm. It'd be uh, cool if just, he if it'd be cool if when we finally get to Negan, Negan, whatever, uh, he pulls the baseball bat from Glenn and then just randomly beats the shit out of Daryl instead. All right. And by cool and funny, I mean you know, <laughs> I mean whatever. Shrug my the, shoulders. By the Walking Dead's no I'd again. Be, uh, come on, <laughs> Daryl dies. It's still going to be a moment, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's not the sh- the shrugging part. The bat is the shrugging part. The bat. Yeah. He used a chainsaw on him. Really, really throws for a loop. Uh, said, I saw in something on Reddit in the show discussion post that gave me a good chuckle. Um, I'll share with you guys. Uh, some dude on Reddit whose username is unpronounceable, uh, Simo Muscle, what the fuck, wrote in something to the effect of, wouldn't it have been funny during Tyree's hallucinations to see Shane sitting on the bed next to the governor, rubbing his shaved head, then ignoring Tyree's, just looking at the governor and saying, sup. <laughs> or okay. mask you something. I would yeah. like to see Shane and the governor. Yeah. What is this? That's what he's going to ask him. What is this? What is this? <laughs> uh, Shane S. So I had previously written in to say that I thought Maggie's suicide attempt. <laughs> they would have had to name the episode What Happened, What's Going On, and, and what, what is this? this? <laughs> uh, Shane S. said, So I was previously written in to say that I thought the Maggie suicide attempt was coming. We talked about this in many spoiler editions, right? However, I think we're in for a Kirkman-style remix. I think it will be Sasha in Maggie's place. We've seen Sasha uh, is in a very pessimistic place and has been depressed. Bob helped bring her back from that, but with losing her brother and Bob very close together and a mm-hmm. reaction at the grave, I think she's going to try to end it. I think... I could see that. I could see that. Um, I could definitely see that. She has had way more loss than Maggie at this point. How about oh. that? Well, I mean, Maggie's she's lost, lost her the same and... amount of people, but she didn't give a shit about Beth. Yeah, I think she's supposed to, but yeah, I get your point. Yeah, I could see either one, honestly. And this could be another mm-hmm. one where Kirkman is like this. Then maybe Sasha's the baseball bat. It's the distraction to mask the fact that Maggie's going to take the early early exit. Hmm. Could be. Um, I don't know if they kill Maggie and then beat Glenn's brain. I could see them be attracted to the concept of, of Maggie killing herself and then Glenn getting his brains bashed out mm. as a way to have two gut wrenching emotional punches that have zero impact on the ongoing story. You're, yeah, you're kind of right. They, they wouldn't affect the story much there, but man, like one fish- of them dying would be, would be rough. Both of them dying would be shocking. Like, yeah, truly shocking. I still don't care about either of these characters. We'll see if they can bring it back. Hmm. Um, Edwin C. This episode had strong connections to the comic arc that happens before the prison. You've actually 
familiar with this comic arc. In the comics, the group comes upon a gated community that they decided to call home, only to find that it was actually crawling with zombies. I know at least one character dies while they are there, so I guess that, that fits in with at least Tyrese dying. Tyrese's death leaves us with a number of questions, such as, will other weaker characters be killed on the way to Washington? Another question this leaves me with is, will Sasha take Maggie's place in the comics to try to kill herself? A lot of people repping that theory. I think like four or five did. Uh huh. It doesn't fit in with how strong her character is, but now she's lost both Bob and her brother, it seems like a likely character to try this. But Maggie had Glenn and Sophie to help her afterwards, and Sasha has no one. Um, yeah, Nick Taro mentioned a one-two punch uh, coming this season. I'm telling you, that's Matt. Now, he, did, did, he really, I, did he really? He, he mentioned something about a one-two punch um, to me, in that's... relation to Tyrese's death. Uh, oh. I wonder if that is saying Sasha is going to off herself or, or is taking this especially hard. I mean, it's obvious she's going to be sad, but I'm getting all verklempt over here. I'm getting all choked up. Huh. Um, I don't know. Sudden, it's like my sinus is just flooding with snot. I don't know what's going on. All right. <laughs> all right. I'm allergic to this podcast length. Um, I guess so. Where was I? I, so one, two punch and connection then that's fine. If he just said a word for a one, two punch, I'm like, God, it's okay. No, it, it wasn't quite that obvious. Okay. Yeah. Cause these guys, man, they need to give it a fucking rest. With the punches um, or with on, on the, the talking spoilers? dead shit and getting cute and I just oh the more I hear about it the more I think Talking Dead is and I watched there's a, little... a lot of good info in there like I'm I I'm not gonna argue that it should be there and doesn't belong in the show instead uh-huh. but there's a lot of good stuff when you're talking especially like Chad Coleman this week you should probably no, watch Chad, it he's great dude that Grove panel on the Walker Stalker Con is the highlight of the con to me yeah like he is yeah. so fucking on point about all of his character motivations and, and Melissa McBride with him. Yep. Um, and it's a damn shame that more of that doesn't get on the screen. Yeah. It, it gets into the talking dead a little bit this week. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, you can tell he's fighting back tears during this thing. He's yeah. like really emotional about, you know, being off the show and the, the things that his character had to do and stuff. The like that. The one thing I'll say is it does seem like everyone on this show loves working with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that's like, you know, a lot of big productions, but they do seem, I mean, there's not, you know, in Breaking Bad and, and some of these other shows, you had a lot more continuity in your core. It's it's not every show that turns over its main cast almost 100% in three to four years, right? <laughs> sure, yeah. So that aspect of it and the fact that it's not just been that, it's been the turmoil on the showrunner side mm-hmm. that... You know, it, it's kind of like the Walking Dead backst- the behind the scenes mirrors the real life Walking Dead. A little bit. Showrunners get fired and killed and ganked and creative differences happen and people get written. I mean, it's 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 fucking intense, man. Yeah. But I suggest you try to try to look that Talking Dead up. Uh, he goes, as for the bodies at the end of the episode, I have no idea about that because there was never a story or anything like that in the comics. But it looked to me like Noah's community was attacked by another group. And I know everyone is jumping to cannibalism with the zombie torsos falling at the back of the truck. I don't no, know why I'm, people are jumping to that. That makes no sense to me. No, no, no. We no. saw their legs and arms. Yes. Um, what if they are meant for defense purposes? We know that Negan yeah. is set up somewhere near Washington area. 
And in the comics, his base, the sanctuary, is surrounded by walkers staked into the ground. That's the first thing I thought with the governor doing roughly the same thing, using walkers as weapons. He goes, a literal wall of walkers. The one zombie Michonne's trying to take out does have some kind of rebar in it and can be uh, can be maybe one that they tried to use and broke free. Let me, goes, yeah. uh, let me know what you guys think. I think that's a gr- fantastic theory. They kind of did that in the Walking Dead video game a little bit, too. Oh, yeah, that one place in New Orleans that had... Uh, or was it New Orleans? I think it was New it Orleans. Was, it was somewhere on the coast. Yeah, I, I think you're right, yeah. Uh, yeah, they had that wall, literal wall of walkers. Yeah, littered, kind of, you know, kind of stuck on stakes through through their bodies, holding them against the wall. That would be awesome, and that would be a horrifying image as well. Sure. Just I don't a know line how of bodies. because a walker stake through. It's like, yeah, you can't climb that fence... But all you got to do is like put it, a knife the, in the their walker head. can't actually do anything to you. So you just stick a yeah. knife in your head, and now it's like you know throwing a burlap sack over a razor wire. Yeah, yeah. You've defanged the the fence, but but there could be other really ingenious methods of using those walkers. Sure, for things. Mm-hmm. No, I totally I agree. It would be really cool if like maybe they use them as a makeshift minefield. Like, you bury those torsos in the ground, leave their heads sticking up, cover them with, like, leaves or something. Then you're walking through a minefield of walkers. Mm, you love that idea. I've heard you I talk do like about that. Yeah, a couple yeah. of times. Like, you know, what can we do with living walker heads? <laughs> something yeah. more interesting than making them an aquarium decoration. Yeah. I think it's a cool idea. Yeah. Well, that's we'll all see. we got. It was kind of light for I wanted to talk spoilers. a little bit about the, the next week. You know, okay. The, the next time on I did Walking too. Dead. I did, too. All right, because it's it's got some interesting stuff in there that I am. It has me excited for the next episode. Like, All right. I read a book a while ago, uh, many years ago, by Richard Bachman, who's a you know pen name for Stephen King. It's a collection of short stories, and in there there is the one Bachman called books. "The Long Walk." Oh yes, know it, love it. Uh, I think it was you who told me about this years and years ago. Uh, so I read that it's basically, uh, this contest where people sign up to walk across the country, uh, mm-hmm. across the U S uh, there are people behind them with guns. If they drop below a certain miles Three per miles hour, hour. Yep. they get a warning. If they don't pick it up, if they do it again, they're killed. Uh-huh. They're shot. I think they get a total of three, two warnings. The third okay. one's fatal, but yeah. Uh, and, and the end, wh- whoever can make it the farthest or to the end, uh, I think it's to the end gets a big prize. Uh huh. The next episode has that feel to it, where they are being followed by walkers. They're out of food. They're out of water. They're out of energy, most importantly, and they can't stop. And, and it feels a lot like the, the Battlestar Galactica episode 33 minutes, I think it is. Not my favorite, but sure. I know. I like that one a lot. There's there's just an impending doom behind them that forces them to continue going. If they stop, they're dead. I also like some imagery about that because I've read some some material and saw a few documentaries that say the early man... Um, did exhaustion hunting? Yes. Where essentially they'd pick off a, bu- a few buffalo from the herd and they just follow it uh-huh. upon, along the, the miles, Serengeti. Miles, miles. And and we sweat and we're bipedal and you know we effectively manage heat and exhaustion much better than animals do. Yeah. Uh, and that eventually the animal would keep walking because it's naturally afraid of humans because if they stop they'll eat them. Mm-hmm. But eventually the 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 animal maybe it takes a day maybe it takes three but eventually they'll drop dead. At yeah. which point the tribe that's been following can f- eat for a week. Sure. 
that's kind of interesting in the next, like the, to have that done to us. Yeah. Because not only like, the walkers <laughs> are like the ultimate example of yeah, exhaustion never hunters. Mm-hmm. They just keep walking at a slow shambling pace and challenge you. Like, you know, can you, can you outdo this? And that's always been one of the core things about walkers sure. that are frightening. Sure. Is they're, they're not quite human. Yeah. Uh, and they have those kind of superpowers, you know? Uh, so I'm super excited to see that and how they get in that position and how they deal with it and that kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, so that's, I think, all we got. Uh, what do you want to talk about the the wolves? Um, Ooh. The wolves are near. We see a literal pack of what looks like feral dogs, perhaps wolves, in the preview. Yeah. Um, would that be interesting that... These that like if, if there's a pack of wolves that have figured out that if they like nip a human in the heel, then zombies will kill them, and then they can come and eat the remains. Hmm. Like there's a a a a, a, a a wolf pack that is cruising with the the zombies somehow, or they're living in like Could a be. symbiotic relationship. We haven't seen many animals in this show that are kind of like, you, you know, you expect to see dogs and cats everywhere, right? Because there are a shitload of those in society, um, and I don't think zombies eat them. So, yeah, I I would like to see a pack of wolves. Like, it seems like they're exploring uh, fresh concepts in some yeah. of these these subsequent episodes, and that's what I'm really interested in seeing. Like, I, I've seen you know the go to a place and get driven off many times. I want I want to see something else, and it looks like they're going there. Yeah. So it'd be funny if the wolves are a literal pack of wolves. Yeah. Um, but then it's a lot of questions about if they're going to move 50, 50 miles down the road, are we are we ever going to see the humans responsible for this carnage at this little estate? Are we going to get answers to the the heads and torsos and all that kind of stuff? Mm-hmm. If so, they have to wrap it up before they get to D.C. because if these people are in a f- – I don't know. I feel like 50 miles is the limit to your effective range for a gang or some kind of thing in the zombie apocalypse. Well, I think it was 100 miles is how far they are from D.C. Oh, I thought they – okay. So that's, that's what Michelle worse. They I get think to Washington, D.C. and they're dealing with a pack of gang called the Wolves that, <laughs> that take everybody's torsos yeah. and heads. That's going to be, huh? To it's me. the reason I don't buy that that's the governor's clock in the road. Sure. Because they're 500 miles from the governor. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. All right, that's it, man. Yeah. Thanks for listening. See we you next time. See you next week.